in the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit on God. Amen. The theme of the third Sunday of the Blessed Holy 50 Days is about Christ being the giver of the living water. As we are following the church and the arrangement of the readings, last week we heard about him saying that I am the bread of life. So today he is telling us there is nothing in this world that can satisfy you. It is only me who gives this living water alluding to the Holy Spirit that can satisfy those people who believe and is in a true relationship with Christ. So today we are going to speak few words about the satisfaction and the fulfillment in the Lord the Christ and in Him alone. The first point is the endless pursuit of satisfaction in this world. People are still, till now, we know this, still believe and think that if they have more, then they will be happier. If they will switch things, then this is what will make them to be more content. Even though we know the words of the scripture very well, that tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes, this is Solomon, the king, the richest and the wisest man ever lived on earth, of course in the Old Testament. He said to us, the eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. And this is very true. And we can even think in ourselves, this is the case. No matter how hard we try to satisfy our eyes, this will never happen. Anything on earth will never give us this kind of satisfaction. Look at what Solomon himself is describing, how he satisfied himself with every pleasure. We read this in Ecclesiastes, all the chapters, uh, the second chapter. He says this, I made my works great. I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants and had servants born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the special treasures of kings and the of the provinces, I acquired male and female singers, the delights of the sons of men, and musical instruments of all kinds. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. Then I looked on the works that my hands had done and on the labor in which I have toiled, and indeed all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. It's profounding when we hear these words, and we know that at the end of the day, all of our pursuit, no matter how we try to make ourselves to find pleasures in this world, we will never be satisfied. This is the nature of the world that we live in. It's vanity, and nothing in it will truly satisfy us. What is the outcome of this kind of endless pursuit for happiness on earth? What will happen is that we ourselves will never be able to enjoy even the blessings that God is granting and putting in our hands. Whatever God is putting in my hand, I will rejoice in it for a couple of days, a week, and then I look for what's next. Today I got something and I'm so happy to acquire this, and then what? Then what's after this? This status of restlessness will make us not to be able to enjoy anything. We speak about stress and anxiety. 
here in the United States where the income and the average way of living is much, much higher than people living in the third world. People living in Egypt, they are seeing the same. We are stressed and also we are in a way trying to find the means for us to live. This is what happened. Restlessness and inability to enjoy anything. The second outcome will be chasing or the willingness to chase thrills at all costs. We run for a mirage, something that will happen that's going to make me happy. And this is how the world actually put uh, this kind of traps to take the children of God away from him, thinking that in doing this, in trying this, this will make me in a way to find this kind of pleasure that I am missing today. The third outcome is waste, waste of life and energy, trying to pursue this kind of mirage. Every day there is another like desire and another effort for something that I, I wish or I think that's going to satisfy me. This is what Christ was saying to the Samaritan woman, whoever drinks of this water will never be able to be satisfied. The fourth outcome is the spirit of boredom creeping to us. I was so excited today to acquire this house or this car or marry this woman or marry this man. And then that's it. Boredom comes. What is next? I'm not happy. I wish I didn't get this one. I get this one. This is what always tells ourselves to justify why I'm not happy anymore with the thing that I was dreaming to acquire one day. This will lead also us to this kind of spirit of selfishness. It is all about what I want. Of course, no one would like to admit to himself that I'm a selfish person. And it's all about what I want. All of us want to think for ourselves that we are sacrificial, and we're loving people, and we're offering ourselves. But in reality, if we seek vanity, we'll always be selfish. One way or another, I want things to enjoy. And this is what I'm pursuing. This also will lead us to the spirit of competitiveness. I look around me. And then I see what people have. And then I feel like, why I don't have like them? And this sense of bitterness. And I'm competing with other people in order to acquire what is the other people around me have got. So all of this, the outcome of searching or seeking this kind of water that will never quench the thirst of any human being. In Christ, it is a totally different story. In him alone, there is sense of contentment. He is the pearl of great price. If I acquire him, I acquire everything. With him, I have need of nothing. If I have abundance today, I'm okay. If I have less, I'm still fine. Nothing really is going to make me happy or take my contentment away because in him only I find satisfaction. In Christ also, we can be able to enjoy peace. Peace is lost because of this sense of craving and I want something and this is again make me always to be like not be able to enjoy that I can sit and look around me and say I'm very thankful and I am okay with whatever in my hands. I desire to work and I work my very best in order for me to be able to provide for my family. But at the end of the day, I am lacking nothing. In Christ, we have the ability to give without waiting for a return or calculating what we give versus what we receive. We find pleasure in giving. We all know this. It is always better to give than to receive. This is a biblical principle. In reality, how this applies. 
Can we find it's easy to say something good, to offer a service, to be kind, even without waiting for the return from the other person or other people? Something that we are for us to think. Only when we are filled with this satisfaction in Christ, we only can give without waiting for a return. St. Paul says that the more I love you, the less I am loved. It's so hard for any person to feel this way. I love more and I receive less. Then we ask him, are you going to continue doing this? Yes. How? Usually, the love of people fill your tank and then you can give more. It is not the love from people. It is love from him, from Christ only. When I receive from him, I'm able to give and I give and I give. Never run out of resources to give even if I'm not receiving in return. Only in Christ this kind of phenomena happens. In Christ also, we are able to enjoy the gifts of God. We can look around in whatever position we have and we look at it with the eye of satisfaction. It is a gift. Thank God for this. Thank God for this kind of meal that we had, for this kind of ceiling that we live under. Thank God for the church we go to. Thank God for the friends, the people around me. This sense of like contentment and enjoyment for everything we handle is something only that we can receive in Christ. When we are truly satisfied and fulfilled in Christ and in Him alone, we will be able to resist temptations. Temptations comes from desires, and desires comes from looking at material things and positions and people. Whenever I find my satisfaction in Christ, I ab I'm able only at that time to resist temptations. This is what King Solomon told us. A satisfied soul loses the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. And hungry soul here is not about having more. It is just hungry because I am desiring and craving more. In Christ, we have the acceptance of earthly loss without the pressing grief. We can tolerate that we can lose something and we can live with it. It's okay. As I said, if you have the burl of great price, what exactly can make you poor? What kind of loss that will be grieving and feeling like I lost everything? Nothing. Only in him. He is the true gain and nothing can make us to feel like I lose anything with him. In Christ only. And through this kind of satisfaction in him, we have the ability to submit to God's will in faith. We say it and we mean it. Your will, thy will be done. I mean it because I trust him. And with him, I desire nothing. It's just you. And if I have you, manage my life as you see fit. So what is the race set before us? Today, when Christ spoke to the woman, he said that I am the one who provides for the living water. This water that I give will make you really to be satisfied and fulfilled. The answer for us is today what we heard in the beginning of the Pauline epistles. St. Paul speaking to the Colossians. He said what? The test for the resurrection, if we are truly enjoying the resurrection in Christ, he says what? If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So if you are enjoying the resurrection truly, your heart is set on things that's above. This is the test. What you are thinking, what you are mindful, what you truly try to acquire, are all things are from above. This is what, what's your, like your dreams when you think, how can I pray more? How can I read more? 
How can I connect with Christ, connect with Christ more? How can I know the church more? And how can I serve other people more? This is people setting their minds of things from above. On the opposite, if I'm still here, everything that I'm thinking is earthly. Every plan I do is just like about thing. I'm not saying planning is something wrong, but there is a difference between finding fulfillment in something that's heavenly versus all of my craving and desire is something earthly. The seed before us also tell us that the conviction, the satisfaction will never be attained by acquiring more or switching what we have with something newer or better. Let us agree on this and I hope every one of us will come out from the church today believing this wholeheartedly. I will never be happier just by acquiring more or by switching whatever in my position. It will never happen. You switch to something, you will look for something else and something else. It's also in ceasing from looking outside for anything or any person that can lead us to satisfaction. Your happiness is not in something outside of you. And your misery is also is not in anything outside of you. We usually tend to think this way. My happiness will come from this person or this position. Or if this person will change, I'll be happy. I am sad because I don't have this or this person is making me sad. This is not true. Everything is from inside. Our happiness, contentment, misery, all of them come from inside. And if we believe this, we will regain control. We will be able to work on ourselves so I can be a better person and a happier one. Our duty also is to look for continual repentance and living in subjection to the work of the Spirit in us. This is what makes the Spirit of us active, that we repent and we pray. We make ourselves subjects to work of him in us. We yield to the spirit and that's why the spirit works mightily in us. And by this, we get this fulfillment and satisfaction. It is also when we shift our spiritual practices from just completing the ritual, checking the mark. I came to the church, even I didn't pray. I stood outside. I talked with the people around me. I took communion and I left and I did my part. Now I am, I am okay with God. This kind of practice will not lead me to this kind of satisfaction, fulfillment. We are here for a relationship. This one who gave himself to us on the altar. We always meditate and reflect on this kind of gift. He wants to connect with us. So this is again thinking that when I pray, I pray to connect. When I read, I read to learn. He wants to tell me something today it will come from this Bible. It's a totally different realm when we practice things in order to connect versus when we just practice in order to check a mark and say I did whatever in the list. So this is today again what Christ is promising. I can give you something the whole world cannot give. This kind of living water that can make you be satisfied in whatever status you are in, whatever situation you are living. Find this water and you find with it happiness, contentment, and find everything that's meaningful, finding purpose in your life. Miss this water and nothing on earth will make you happy or content or fulfilled. May the Lord to grant us this filling water to satisfy and quench the thirst in our souls and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.